Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello, everyone. It is a wonderful Tuesday morning, and I wanted to update you if you listen to the previous episode on pets. Um, I had kind of left it that we were considering uh, doing a a program with a local breeder where we would be um, acting as a guardian for one of her um, uh, female uh, golden retrievers. And I kind of explained a bit about what the guardian program is. Um, We went uh, my my husband and I and our children went to go uh, see these dogs and to specifically meet t- the two we were trying to decide between about being a guardian. And like I said, I had, had, was not aware that this was a thing. And so it was all pretty new to me, but I really like uh, golden retrievers and, and um, both, oh my goodness gracious, these two, uh, they're both females. One of them was three years old and one of them was four months old. And my goodness, they were just the sweetest dogs you ever met. And, um, and this, uh, uh, the breeder, this gal, she was super nice and so, you know, so nice with, with us. And, you know, like I said, I had almost all my kids, uh, with us. So it was, um, and she's she's got a bunch of dogs. Anyway, it <laughs> it was a it was like chaotic initially, right? Because the dogs were excited, right? Because all these people, you know. Um, but because it's golden retrievers, and obviously not, you know, like I said, all all animals have their own personalities and temperaments. But I would say they all calmed down pretty dang quickly. I was really surprised. I could tell they were totally excited to have us there. They wanted to play and stuff, but they were matching our, um, our mood and our, um, um, you know, energy level and and that, and they just calmed right down, um, still showing their eagerness, you know, to meet us and play with us and, and snuggle with us. And, and, uh, you know, each one of them made it a point to go to, you know, each of us and, and was just looking for loving. And I, was feeling so torn. I was hopeful that I would feel this obvious yes, or this obvious no, or that I would feel obvious, you know, an obvious uh, yes or no about each of the dogs. I just wasn't. I just was feeling like these dogs are all so nice. And this breeder is really nice. And this guardian program thing, it, it could be a really great thing for the right person. And I think the biggest, um, a uh, red flag, I guess, for me was that this gal lives an hour away from me, and uh, she has some certain requirements in order to be able to um, make it work to be able to then uh, continue breeding uh, the pup. Uh, excuse me, I won't get into all of that, but it just kind of was feeling like, oh God, I, yeah, I just don't know. You know, I, 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 I love these dogs for sure, but. Um, but I just wasn't sure. Anyway, I was feeling really torn about it and I was just feeling like if these, if one of these dogs or maybe even both, you know, whatever, um, is, is what we're supposed to have, then, excuse me, I wanted to, oh my goodness, excuse me, I wanted to, um, 
uh, be obedient to the Lord if that's what the Lord wanted us to do. Um, and so I just, she was super cool about it. And I just said, we need to pray about it, you know, think about it. We were about to be um, going out of town. Um, and so I, I certainly wasn't going to be getting an animal at that point anyway. So she knew that. So I just, um, I just said, I'll just get back to you. So anyway, that night I just was feeling so unsettled about it. And in the end, uh, when I talked the, the next day, I talked with my husband about how I was feeling and I think he was kind of trying to let me come to the conclusion on my own, even though he was having a similar feeling. Um, but we both just decided that feeling, feeling indecisive, feeling unsettled, not feeling a clear yes was a no for us. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that was, that was sad. That was disappointing. Um, I think, um, but at least, you know, now I know. <clears throat> and I thought it was good for us to, you know, do that as a family and then for my husband and I to come to that conclusion together as a, as a couple. And, um, you know, and also one major, major thing about it that I was trying to be faithful about, um, I was re having a, a major allergic reaction, which um, I've, I grew up with hypoallergenic dogs. Um, and I know there's, I've read online, some people like to say that that's not really a thing, but I, I would, I would contest that, that it, it is a thing. Um, because there are some dogs that I don't react to, like my mom's, uh, male standard poodle. I don't react to him. And, um, but these, these sweet goldens, I just right off the bat just, and I get this horrible, um, horribly itchy, uh, hives, like, like bumpy, um, hives, red, um, on my, I was getting them mostly around my wrists and in my hands. And, um, and, and, and I was trying to, you know, handle these dogs. Now they weren't being mouthy with me. Um, but I was definitely petting them and touching them and, you know, snuggling with them. And that was what I wanted to do to, to get an idea. And it was almost instant. Uh, my oldest son said he was starting to get a little itchy on his arm. Um, and then my youngest daughter, um, so my, my oldest son and my youngest daughter and I all seem to have, um, some kind of an allergy to cats and, um, you know, we were hopeful that the scenarios where we were reacting, that it was more just like an extreme, like we were in a situation when my, my daughter and I, um, I've had more than one occasion where I've been in kind of like a, a hoarder situation where, where people are hoarding cats and, and not cleaning. And, um, you know, I think, I think maybe anybody would react in that scenario. But for me, it's not just nasal allergies. And, and incidentally, I wasn't experiencing any nasal allergies that I could tell from, from these Goldens. Um, but I was definitely getting this skin reaction. Um, my youngest daughter, um, next thing I knew, she had her right eye was um, puffy and red and, uh, and watering. And so she was definitely reacting. And uh, anyway, so that that was definitely a disappointment 
too, because, you know, I, and I tried to look up about, you know, allergy meds and most of what I can find has to do with um, airborne allergies. I think that seems to be more common for people to have the, the um, nasal allergies to animals. And I think we all would be willing to take some kind of allergy meds um, if that's what we needed to do. Um, um, but the skin um, allergy is, is I wasn't really finding that there was something that you could take for it. And in all uh, candidness, I am really not a fan of uh, medications um, and I, I wouldn't choose to take something if I didn't need to or have my kids take something if they didn't need to. Um, I prefer to do things more holistically and naturally. Um, anyway, so it, it is what it is. I, I get seasonal allergies. Um, I feel like I suffer with every change in season. And um, so sometimes when my throat gets super itchy, my eyes get super itchy, um, I might just go ahead and take a, a children's Claritin. Uh, to give myself some relief. Uh, but for the most part, I try to just kind of bear with whatever comes because I, I, uh, yeah, I just, like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not one to, to take medication, daily medications. I'm just not good about that kind of thing. Don't want to do it. Uh, maybe that's the stubbornness in me. Um, anywho, I, but I have a, I have done a lot of, uh, work and research in, um, like alternative medicines. Um, you know, I was raised by uh, my mother who uh, is very much into um, homeopathy and uh, natural remedies. I've, I've definitely picked up on that and I, I prefer to do that uh, with, with my family. Um, also something that I have uh, actually become certified in is uh, something called emotion code. And that is an alternative uh, therapy um, developed by Dr. Bradley Nelson, uh, Emotion Code. And also uh, something that I've been trained in but not certified in is uh, something called Body Code. And Emotion Code is more to do with uh, mental health. And Body Code is more to do with physical health. Uh, but that being said, there is quite a bit of overlap um, that I have found as I've practiced it and um, performed um, therapies on my, excuse me, on myself and on my uh, family members, um, even uh, uh, others who have approached me to uh, help them. I've um, I've found that no two people are the same in any uh, ailment or experience, um, and there is there is relief out there for. Pretty much anything. I, I've I've been quite surprised at the at the um, answers that some have received and the uh, success that some have had. And I would just say, if you are not happy with uh, traditional means, traditional medicine, um, anything, if you are interested in. Uh, you know, just looking into alternatives. There are many alternatives out there. Uh, I would say emotion code and body code are considered energy work. Um, some people want to call that uh, witchcraft, priestcraft, uh, voodoo, what have you. They don't. I think the people who say that are those that have not researched it 
and also have not prayed about it. Um, when I first learned about emotion code, that was what I learned about first. Um, and I read the book. There is a book uh, by Dr. Bradley Nelson. Um, he is very clear and there is nothing um, blasphemous uh, about it. It actually is completely and wholly dependent on the power of Jesus Christ uh, that we each are endowed with and have access to. And I would say those that are even somewhat familiar with Jesus Christ, you would know that he taught that we are to walk by faith, do everything by faith. And I would say if we are solely dependent on the arm of flesh, then we would not be open to alternatives, even if something we are doing is not working. I would say if you are seeing a doctor or receiving some kind of treatment and it's and you think well this is my only option or this is this is not working i'd like to try something else that is your right and responsibility as the steward of your own body your your tabernacle to to seek out the lord and find what it is that he would have you do and and know and learn um i've it's never a dull moment with energy work but i have witnessed miracles occur through it and that's a whole nother episode um or two uh to talk about my experiences with it like i said i am certified in it so i i'm able to uh, perform sessions on uh, more than just myself and and my uh, my family members, but um, I have witnessed. Well, just just for example, my youngest daughter. She was about potty training age when my when her father and I um, split up. And I think anyone would agree that when a three year old. <laughs> has their mother suddenly move out of the home and she is only seeing her <laughs> occasionally when her mother is not working um it uh it is it, it can be quite upsetting to a to a 3-year-old and my um my my interest was not in uh, potty training her right off the bat i knew she was going through trauma and uh, I think um, anyone with a brain would say that children should not uh, be forced to undergo a, a major um, a major change um, while they are also going through another major change, if at all possible. So, <clears throat> and especially something that can be um, that a child can be extremely willful about, and and they can they can direct that anger and that loss of control, that sadness onto that thing. I've witnessed uh, one child in particular who used the uh, their uh, faculties um, as a as a form of control because they 
um, were feeling upset about uh, the the split between their parents. Um, and so I did not want that to happen to my daughter. And um, but as you know, you don't always get to control what happens in in the in the other parent's home. And unfortunately, um, my uh, daughter's aunt, so um, her father's sister, decided that that was the time to start potty training her. And she told me this, and I just was like, darn you. And I wasn't too happy because I was afraid, especially <laughs> especially someone who hasn't been I mean, yes, my my daughter was familiar with her and 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 did have a relationship with her, but it just <clears throat> I think it's different. I think someone who's potty training a child, it really should be someone that they're super, super close to, someone that they trust. Uh, kids can really – things can really go wrong with potty training. And uh, anyway, I – needless to say, it, it wasn't going well. And she admitted that to me. And uh, and I tried to talk to my young daughter about it. And, you know, of course, as as well as you can discuss it with them, she, she just straight up told me she – did not want to do it. She had no interest in using the toilet. And I think under normal circumstances, she'd have been fine. And she totally would have been happy to do it and would have been excited for whatever prize she could have gotten. They were bribing her with a, a new Barbie doll. And <laughs> she just didn't care. She just didn't care. And I can't remember exactly how it came about, but I do remember that I was um, – steeped in learning uh, emotion code at the time. And and this was the exact kind of a thing that you could address with, with uh, emotion code. Here was this traumatic situation she was dealing with. Um, here was something that really uh, could potentially be harmful to her if she refuses to ever uh, stop wearing diapers. Um, it's definitely, like I said, a form of control. Uh, it was her way of um, showing her... Uh, her her expression of of upset, right? One of one of the ways, right? Each one of my kids had their own way that they were expressing that. But anyway, I ended up doing what I call a session. I ended up doing a session on her, and I can't remember what all I addressed, but I know that there was certain um, emotions that popped up. Uh, I think abandonment by me was one of them. She was feeling abandoned by me, um, and I know that there was other. There was other emotions um, attached to this thing of potty training, and uh, and when I was able to release these trapped emotions, you're not always able to. I will say that some some things uh, a person needs in order to get through a, a thing, um, and some people are more willing to let go of um, uh, trapped emotions than others. Um, but in this scenario, she definitely was uh, willing and able subconsciously. It's all subconscious. I'm not uh, – so sometimes you will have a discussion with the individual that you're doing a session on and sometimes you won't. And so in this um, scenario, I was not having a discussion with her. Uh, I, Like I said, I'd had previous discussions with her about the idea and kind of established where she was at emotionally with it. But when I did the session, I did it um, privately and by proxy. And uh, and I was able to address everything that was associated with the potty training. And I'm telling you, she was a completely different kid about it after that. 
she had no trouble because she was plenty capable physically um, and mentally. It wasn't a it wasn't a thing. And I was able to do the toilet training in a day uh, method with her, and she picked it up almost instantly. It was probably the easiest uh, potty training I've I've done, and I've done it on all uh, well eight of my kids. I I had to do some work with uh, my stepdaughter. Um, she she had same same kind of thing. She was four when. Uh, Anyway, she she transitioned from being three to four through her parents' um, split and through my remarriage to her dad. And so there was definitely um, some uh, toilet um, control issues uh, that she was <clears throat> dealing with. And um, so I, I did address those with her as well through, through a session, through an energy work session. Um, anyway, so that's just one little tidbit, one little um, – uh, example that I would give of, of uh, how emotion code can help. And and it's not something that that you – it's not a – in order to be certified, um, you, you do go through um, a, a bit of an education and, and uh, training and, and that. Um, and, and there's cost involved. But anyone is able to do this. You don't have to be certified in order to be able to do work on yourself and your family. Um, the certification is purely just a way to be able to um, charge clients. And I don't I don't particularly like to do that, um, uh, but I have charged before. Um, but I I just it's something that I feel like I'm doing for the Lord, something that I'm doing through the Lord. I don't feel like it's, I, I do believe that the Lord has endowed me with um, some special abilities um, when it comes to uh, healing and 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 empathy to be able to sense um, what someone is feeling. At times, I can actually feel what they're feeling, and it's quite difficult, quite draining. But um, I've I anyway. So I I just feel like it makes me uniquely able to address things for people um, in a way that maybe they couldn't address for themselves, or at least not yet. Um, but I do encourage anyone who is willing to look into it and learn how to do it for themselves, because I do feel like you can be way more thorough, efficient, um, timely. It's uh, it's a lot more cost effective, <laughs> of course, to, to learn how to do it yourself and do it on yourself and your kids, your spouse. Um, you, anyway, it's, it's been a miracle. It's been an absolute miracle in my life and in those, the lives of those that I've been able to work with. And I know many people who, who use it and have found success with it. And, uh, pretty much, I, I would say pretty much anything you want to try and, and address with it, you can do that. And it might take more than one session. It might be done in one session. You might have some, um, processing to do afterward. You might not feel 100% right off the bat, but sometimes you do. Anyway, I just feel like we're, we know that we are all made up of energy. We are all connected energetically, um, ourselves, the earth, uh, animals, um, you know, every one of us, anything we interact with, anything, um, you know, physical, we know that there's energy around us. We know that everything is, is, um, felt energetically and and uh, so it makes perfect sense to me that 
that we would be able to heal ourselves um, energetically through the power of Christ. And uh, like I said, it's all it's all miraculous. Um, all all credit and um, goes to and um, honor goes to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, I wanted to also address something that I was thinking about. My well, maybe I will. I won't get into that. I, I'm I'm almost out of time. So I and I kind of didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but I, I will I will say that I think as we are living in the day and age that we are and as things are getting to be more um, how shall I say it, more out of our control, more digital, um, there's there's been talk of uh, digital currency coming and, and AI taking over and just a lot of, uh, you know, fear mongering. Maybe it's maybe it's based on truth. Maybe it's not. Um, I just saw that movie, um, that new Mission Impossible movie in the theater, uh, Dead Reckoning Part One. And it was kind of interesting, I'll say, uh, the way they were referencing AI and becoming uh, uh, sentient and controlling uh, the truth and um, controlling what is uh, seen and read on the internet. Anyway, it it was it was quite interesting and it seemed very timely and I just felt like what is the answer to all of this? The answer is not more technology, the answer is less technology and who do we have responsibility and stewardship over ourselves and our our um, family members. And it just makes me feel more and more like I want to uh, separate us more from uh, from technology and not be so dependent on technology because there are definitely um, men and women with evil designs that are using technology to um, control us and to harm us. And I realize I am maybe not speaking the language of uh, some of you listening, but uh, if I am, I would say you're not alone. And if you have been be, um, wanting to turn to the Lord more than ever <laughs> about things and saying, what is the truth? And what do I do? And oh, why does all of our food have poison in it? And why is the air being uh, poisoned? And why are we being threatened with war left and right? And why, you know, why am I going to the grocery store and they're saying, card only you can't use cash at this grocery store and um, you know and that kind of stuff happens off and on and we just kind of say oh it's just a temporary thing it's not going to continue but what if it does continue and anyway I would say if you are feeling any of what I've been feeling in regards to those things then you will know that now more than ever before, we need to be turning to the Lord through everything. We need to be prayerful about everything. There, a prayer in your heart all day long, every day. Pray in your closet. Pray in your car. Pray with your families. Pray over your food. Pray over your bodies. Cast out evil spirits. Cast out curses. People want to act like this is not real. This is science fiction. This is horror movie stuff. It is not. 
This stuff is real, seen and unseen. I have seen with my own eyes and seen with unseen eyes (laughs) evil spirits. I know they're there. I know I'm not crazy. That's what Christ went about doing. He was casting out evil spirits out of people. Why was he doing that? It's a very real thing. How how often is are we treating mental illness with prescription drugs and it's not doing a darn thing for that person? They got to get on the next drug and the next drug or they got to up the dosage or whatever. I mean, I, I how often could mental health issues be attributed to an evil spirit or multiple evil spirits that have embedded themselves like a parasite into someone's body, into someone's brain? What good could we do if we were to try harder and more frequently to raise our arm to the square and cast those evil spirits out in the name of Jesus Christ? Could we heal ourselves and others? I witnessed a video of two women being uh, robbed on the on the street, and they they literally put their hands on this man and raised their arm to the square, and you could see that they were saying they were casting out the evil spirits out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. It was so powerful to watch. And again, we don't know what's real and what isn't that we're watching on the internet, but I know that I felt a confirmation of the spirit that that was, that either that incident had truly happened and or that is something that could be done. And I never thought of that before. That's not true. I have thought of that before, that if I was a- attacked, that that I would want to try and cast the evil spirits out of that person in the name of Jesus Christ and what that could do for that person in more ways than one. I think people want to second-guess themselves or second-guess the Lord. But now is not the time for that. Now is the time for picking a side, picking the Lord's side. There is no gray area anymore, and I know I've said this before. I feel it more and more that slowly but surely, everything we hold dear is going to be perverted. But the one constant in our lives is Jesus Christ and his gospel. And any, anyone, any place that honors our Lord and honors the gospel is going to be a place of safety. And we are to be finding places of safety, creating places of safety. Maybe the only place of safety that you have access to or can create is in your own home. Do it. For the for the for the sake of your yourself and your spouse and your children and and anyone who who might enter your home to be able to enjoy the the safety that comes only through 
our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with that, I will uh, end for today. Thank you. Thank you.